1: It's a foot race, and Crowder is in there! A 69-yard touchdown. Darnold escapes, trying to buy himself some time, fires, end zone, it's caught! Incredible play by Darnold! He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. Oh, you know and <laughs> the q Oh my gosh! Listen, thank you.
0: From the playlikeajet.com digital studios. This is Play Like A Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at Play Like A Jet 1. It's time to talk about all the latest news and rumors and all the whispers going on around the NFL and, of course, surrounding the New York Jets, too. And there was plenty of that going on today. So to talk about this, we bring in our friend Nick Spano, co-founder of U-Stadium. Nick, this started out as a day where I figured not much was going to go on. It was going to be a dead day. But, boy, there was a lot of talk and quite a bit of it centered around the New York Jets, huh? He has
1: crazy it was uh i think kimberly martin was uh kind of the first one to to bring something up about sam darnold and then it kind of snowballed from there right it was jeremy fowler went on to put out a report and then everybody was kind of touching on that because it was a it was a slow day no real there was no uh you know quarterback pro days i know it was like a few few teams had their pro days say unc and a few other Uh, bigger schools, but there was no quarterback talk, no Zach Wilson, no Justin Fields. That happens on Tuesday. And then, you know, why not talk about of course, the team that when you're looking for a headline there's no other fan base better to rile up Mm. than the Jets, so might as well throw some Sam Donald rumors out there.
0: And to that end, let's do that ourselves and talk about what was said (laughs) by these reporters. And we'll start with Kimberly Martin. So Kimberly Martin comes out from ESPN, former member of the Jets beat, of course. We all remember that. She covered the Jets for Newsday for a couple of years. She said that she spoke to a couple of general managers, and the general manager said a third rounder at best, maybe even a fourth rounder, is what they think Sam Darnold is worth at this point. Then you get the Jeremy Fowler report. Jeremy Fowler says that he wouldn't be surprised if the Jets kept Sam Darnold and had him compete with Zach Wilson in training camp, and then perhaps Darnold could start and Zach Wilson would sit behind him. You had Colin Coward and Peter Schrager talking about this Coward throughout the idea of Darnold sticking around, being the starter. And he said the Jets could go 5-2 and two with Darnold and then the Jets would turn around and trade Darnold for a first-rounder, which doesn't make any sense because if Darnold is playing well enough that the Jets are 5-2, and two, they're not going to trade him at that point. And then, of course, what happens if Darnold stinks? Then you get nothing. What happens if... If Zach Wilson outplays Sam Darnold in the summer Are you going to sit Zach Wilson just for the sake of it? None of that made any sense to me And then you have Albert Breer coming out And saying that there are a couple of teams to watch for And that the Jets were probably going to make a move After these physicals happen April 8th through April 10th And then you came out, Nick And said that from what you understand There are still eight teams that are interested And the Jets continue to expect to get a second round pick in return. My thought was that what Kimberly Martin said was probably true, that they're not going to get more than a third or a fourth, but you have Intel that suggests otherwise. So let's unpack all of this. Talk to me about all these reports and then what you've been hearing over at U stadium.
1: Yeah. To be honest with you, a whole lot of nothing. I think most of these reports are, I mean, the definitely the Colin coward one is a whole lot of nothing, which is not, you know, par for the course here. But uh then the Jeremy Fowler one, it seems like he was trying to just... And I love Jeremy. He's awesome. Good guy. Great, great source. He's one of the, like, up-and-comers at ESPN. He's been doing a great job. But um it seems like he just kind of wanted to take Kimberly Martin's point and kind of move the conversation a bit. Um, and and I don't doubt that Kimberly Martin spoke to, um, you know, a GM or two who said that they valued... Darnold at a third and a fourth round pick. Definitely. I mean, I'm sure there's multiple teams out there who look at his film and look at what he's about. Didn't really love him in the draft process and maybe had some worries about what exactly has played out over the past three years. And has said like, Hey, yeah, I'm not creating anything more than that. But there are teams out there who have, who are interested in him, who've been remained, remained to be interested in him. And um, last I checked, which was earlier this morning was, you know, status quo. And, and basically it lines up with what Albert Breer said, right? It was And what we've been talking about and what we expect or what we heard, but we were kind of hoped I guess, maybe, you know, hoping that this Darnold thing would have picked up and they would have moved him earlier. Um, but what we heard from bigger, you know, sources like Schefter and Mortensen and Breer was, they really want to wait for these pro days. They really want to wait for these physicals. That'll take place um, next week, you know, the Thursday through Sunday, uh, in Indy where, um, team can bring two reps. Um, usually it'll be their head trainer, uh, doctor or whoever it may be. Um, and they get to put these guys through, uh, some physicals and see where they check up, uh, health wise. And, you know, typical judge luck is that like a year like this, of course, um, they don't get to do that at the combine in late February, early March. And then, could have made this decision a couple, you know, a couple months ago or a month ago. They have to wait now until three weeks before the draft uh, to to really check in on these guys. health. they have a pretty good idea. I'm sure there's no real issues with Wilson or Fields or you know any of these guys. It, it would have come up by now. But um, basically, the story remains the same. Is they're they're waiting. They have teams interested. Um, there's no real quarterbacks available right now. Uh, you know, teams are trading up like the Niners to to land one of these guys. And um, there's going to be at least two teams that miss out on a starter. And then there's going to be teams like <clears throat> Washington, Chicago, Pittsburgh, who, you know, you think have their starter um, and they're looking for some competition or maybe for somebody, you know, to take a chance on a young kid who they really liked in, during the draft and can – you know, somewhat, somewhat affordable contract and can pay a price of a second round pick and and get a guy who they think can be, um, you know, who has some untapped potential here because you know, you're trading for Sam Darnold, the potential of Sam Darnold at 24 years old. You're not, you know, if we were talking about, I think we said this on one of the past shows, if you're talking about the value of Sam Darnold based on what we've seen and what's on his resume or the back of his football card, he wouldn't be worth a 12th round pick in 2030. Right. So like you're talking about the 24 year old who was just a third round pick, you know, last week, it seems like, and had to unfortunately be put through Todd Bowles. And of course the, the Adam Gase saga. So the guy, you know, you have to hope you can basically do control all delete, delete all the memory files on Sam Donald's brain, um, rewire him and hope to get, you know, a steal, a very affordable, affordable player. Um, with a lot of potential and a good locker room guy, there's no issues with him, you know, so you're trading for what you hope Darnold can be not for what he's been so far. So that that's why there's, you know, at least, like I said, there's been six to eight teams that are remain interested in him. Um, And it's not just the teams that don't currently have their quarterback situation, um, you know, you know, filled at this point, you know, it's uh, it could be teams with, or unfilled, you know, it could be teams with like Pittsburgh, who Breer mentioned, uh, you know, they have been doesn't seem like they're exactly looking for somebody this year, but they could have Darnold going forward or, you know, maybe New Orleans, um, you know, or teams with aging quarterbacks, maybe like Tampa Bay out of nowhere, trades that like last pick in the second round for him, um, not knowing what, what they're going to do post Brady. So uh <clears throat> doesn't have to necessarily just be, you know, I know Denver likes him. I know Carolina likes him. Matt Rule likes him. Uh, was one of the reasons why he was, you know, very interested in the jet job two years ago. So, um, you know, there's teams out there that still want him. I know everybody's frustrated with how, you know, this played out. It took, took too long. They let, you know, Washington and Chicago sign Fitzpatrick and Dalton, but that doesn't necessarily take them out of trading for Darnold. So that that's why his value remains. I don't think it's going to be a, a third rounder. I definitely don't think it's going to be a fourth rounder. Um, And, you know, the person I spoke to still believes, you know, it's going to be a second round. I never believed the first round report. It just didn't seem feasible. Um, But the second, I still believe, you know, the second, second round pick is still in play.
0: Here's the issue, though, and this is what Kimberly Martin brought up. She said it's that option because it's very hard to justify Mm -hmm. picking up a $19 million option based on what Donald's done so far. So if you're trading for him, odds are you're (laughs) trading for him to get a $4 million quarterback In 2021, but the problem is, if you're a team that has a guy that you're pretty confident is going to be the starter in 2021, or you have a lot of money tied up at that position, then it's a situation where it doesn't really make a ton of sense. And so that's why when you look at the Steelers, for example... If they were to give up a third or a fourth rounder, you might be able to justify it because the idea would be sort of like what New Orleans did with Teddy Bridgewater when they traded the Jets a third rounder for him. It was a late third, and so they thought they were a team that could compete for a championship. Breeze was getting older, and if Breeze got hurt in the season, they wanted a good insurance policy. So to them, it was worth a late third rounder. I think with the Steelers, if you're giving up a late third rounder, you might be able to make that justification, too, because you could say to yourself, Ben is pretty much at the end. There's a risk he could get hurt. We want to have an insurance policy. We're not so sure about Dwayne Haskins for obvious reasons. We think we could do some good things with Sam Darnold. He's only $4 million this year. But beyond a third or fourth is it worth giving up a second rounder for a guy who may never see the field and then will become a free agent and i think that's really where this becomes a thorny situation as far as getting a second rounder now I never thought the Jets would get two ones and a three for Jamal Adams, so anything can happen. As we mm-hmm. know, Nick, all it takes is one team. You look at the Bears, for example, mm-hmm. and sure, Darnold could go in there and compete, but the problem is they're on the hook for Nick Foles for $12 million this year. They can't get rid of him because he's got a $17 million dead cap hit. They just paid Andy Dalton, so they've already got a fair amount of money invested in the position, And then you look at Carolina, they got Teddy Bridgewater, but could Sam Darnold beat out Teddy Bridgewater for the job? Maybe, but there's no guarantees there. So if you're Carolina, again, do you want to give up a second round pick for a guy that may or may not be your starting quarterback? Denver's a possibility. I think they may be the best possibility of the bunch because unless they can get a quarterback at number nine or move up... Drew Locke has been just as shaky if not more so than Darnold and we know that John Elway liked him. The question of course is what does George Payton think of Sam Darnold because George Payton is making a lot of the decisions there now. So there's a lot of moving pieces here. I know that Albert Breer said that the Panthers and the Steelers are two teams to watch. I think if the price goes down a little bit, if it's not a second rounder, you'd be more likely to see that. But then again, you said that you still think a second rounder is in play, so who knows? Washington and Denver, we heard the mm-hmm. report today that Washington may still be looking to add a quarterback in the draft. Maybe not in the first round, but they could go with a guy like Kellen Mond after the first round. So if they're willing to do that, then maybe they would be in the mix for Darnold. But Albert Breer says that Washington and Denver – have seen some things on tape that they don't love with Darnold. So, who knows? I guess what it really comes down to is everybody's just guessing and speculating, trying to put the pieces Mm -hmm. of the puzzle together here. No one knows anything concrete. But what I do think for sure is that the market definitely was stronger a month ago or so when less of these teams had made investments at quarterback. And so, we'll see what happens. If the Jets still get a second rounder, then... Anybody like myself who is worried about what's going to happen now and thinking that the Jets waited too long will have to admit that the Jets played this well and that everything was fine. But if they do end up having to settle for a third rounder or a fourth rounder or maybe even say, I had suggested this over the weekend, a fourth rounder this year and a third rounder that could become a second rounder next year if Darnold starts X number of games for a team, then you might have reason to criticize Joe Douglas in the front office for not making a move sooner.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's all, it's all fair points. And I do think it's a lot of speculation on, on everybody's point, but, but the one fact remains, there are multiple teams who have at least some level of interest in, in acquiring Darnold. And that's, that's all you need. You need, you know, you need to right? you need, you need to be able to at least pit two teams against each other to maximize the value. And they have at least that for sure. So, um, there's been no from what I was told there's been no teams that have said you know hey we we like we've went with this guy instead like we're good you know unless unless in like your wildest dreams you thought like Dallas would and they ended up signing Dak to to a big deal obviously but you know I don't think any Fitzpatrick or Dalton you know the, the Dalton Foles thing maybe make you know Chicago a long shot but you know, maybe the Jets would take a Bridgewater back in a deal as a backup too, you know, to take some money off, off their hands. Who knows, you know, it could be a situation where, you know, they've left themselves with a good amount of cap room to facilitate a trade like that. I'm not sure what the, the dead cap looks like for Carolina, but, um, I think there are enough teams at least that have interest in the player. And like you said, it only counts 4 million this year. And, and yeah, I believe it's what 18 if, if they were to pick up his option. Um, mm-hmm. what, you know, Darnell doesn't have much leverage here. You know, he's not exactly, you know, he doesn't have much, you know, to go on in terms of his career, you know, accolades. And you're only getting, you're getting an influx of another six quarterbacks this year that'll be drafted in the top, you know, two, three rounds. Let's say if Trask goes and maybe Mons you know, you're only getting more and more quarterbacks and, you know, jobs are being taken. So it's not like Darnold's going to be, you know, flexing any kind of muscle where if he goes and, you know, you don't pick up his option, he's going to have this huge market on, you know, <laughs> in free agency. So, you know, maybe you do trade for him and you, you do some kind of a small contract extension where you, you know, take that 18 million and you, you know, you've, you put it out over two, three years, give him to you know, let him go to a place like Pittsburgh and or Orleans show that he can play. And then he hits, you know, he's able to turn that into a larger contract at 26 years old because he is still really young. So um, I think there's a lot on the table, you know, that where this could go. Um, we'll see. You know, like you said, Douglas was able to get multiple ones, a starter, even though he wasn't really any good, um, and a third-round pick for, you know, a, a safety who, you know, albeit is, is a really good player, but his game is limited. You know, you're talking about, a guy who was a third round pick uh, the third overall pick quarterback who a lot of people liked and the majority of the league had him penciled in as the number one pick, you know, just three years ago. So um, I know we're giddy and we want to get this over with and we want to trade him and move on to Zach Wilson. um, But I don't think Douglas is is in any rush. You know, it's not like he needs to do it now before the draft, you know, he can let it go to day two. You know, if if a team, like you said, Washington misses out, um the Bears, Carolina can't trade up, um or doesn't want to give up three ones like it just took, you know, San Fran to move up. Then day two comes along and they they say, Well, do we like Darnold better than we like Trask? Or do we like Darnold better than we like Mond or, you know, whoever it is? Um, you know, things change on day two. You know, you reset the board, you take a look, you know, you sleep on it. Um that's when, you know, Arizona was able to move Rosen. You know, they traded him day two of the draft. Um and I think almost everybody in the league thinks Darnold is better. Granted, he had more time, more years on his contract at the time, but um, I don't think people are that worried about a contract with the cap the way the way that they expect the cap to like skyrocket in the next few years. Um, I don't think I don't think the contract is too big of a deal for for both teams. Play like a jet. Play like a jet.
0: Let's talk about the rest of the quarterback stuff and the fallout that happened from Friday. Albert Breer had some great reporting at MMQB today where he talked about how this Dolphins, Eagles, San Francisco 49ers thing came together. And he also said that according to what he dug up, the 49ers and Jets had substantive discussions about Sam Darnold. But never talked about the number two overall pick, which is weird to me. It suggests that San Francisco probably felt like the Jets were taking a quarterback And didn't feel that it was worth making an offer for that pick. And possibly having that offer leak out. There was a lot of secrecy around this whole deal. Nobody saw this coming. And that was apparently important to everybody involved in this. You take a look at what the 49ers did in going to number three. And you think immediately it's got to be for Justin Fields. Or it's got to be for Trey Lance. And I thought it was fascinating that Daniel Jeremiah came out today. And in addition to Chris Sims. And Chris Mortensen and Mike Silver and you, Nick, suggesting that the league is much higher on Mac Jones than a lot of people on Twitter and social media who talk about the draft. Jeremiah said that his immediate reaction was exactly what mine was, that it had to be for Lance or Fields. But the more people around the league that he spoke to, the more that he heard that it was for Mac Jones. That doesn't necessarily mean for sure that it's for Mac Jones. But what Jeremiah was saying was fascinating in terms of looking at all of the tea leaves and figuring out what this could all mean. Because the top decision makers for the 49ers weren't at Trey Lance's Pro Day. Now, at the time, a lot of people thought that they were playing coy and they weren't there as some sort of chess move because they were picking 12. So they wouldn't want people to know they were interested in Lance. And then both John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan are announced to be going to Mac Jones's pro day instead of Justin Fields' pro day, and Fields is going to have a separate pro day for the 49ers so they can get a look at him there, but it still strikes me as very odd that the first instinct would be to go to Mac Jones's pro day. If you throw all of that together with the fact that Ian Rappaport tweeted out and then had to delete it and retweet something else that the Eagles had wanted to go up to number three but then decided not to do it because the one they'd be doing it for is Zach Wilson and they became convinced that they probably weren't going to get him and now you have all this buzz around Zach Wilson going at number two you also have a ton of buzz around Mac Jones possibly going number three but Albert Breer threw another monkey wrench in here when he said That the plan apparently is for Jimmy G to be the starter in 2021. So initially you think to yourself, well, if the plan is for Jimmy G to be the starter in 2021, then that means that it's got to be Trey Lance, right? Because Lance would be in that category of a guy that you would sit behind Jimmy G for a year, sort of the way that Mahomes sat behind Alex Smith, however when you really break this down, Lance and Mac Jones have the same number of college starts. Fields has a few more. <laughs> he has 22. The other two guys have 17. So even though in your mind you're thinking Jones is ready to play right away, he's more polished. He and Trey Lance haven't had that many pro starts because remember Mac Jones only came in after Tua Tagovailoa was gone from Alabama, so he didn't have that much time to start games. When you put that all together, now it makes even more sense that it could be Mac Jones at number three. So what are you hearing on this? Do you think this Mac Jones buzz is legit? Is it some sort of smokescreen? screen? you think that it's going to be Lance or Fields even? Because it seems like we're not hearing much about Fields to the 49ers. Most of the chatter is around both Mac Jones and Trey Lance. Yeah, I
1: mean, dude, there's so much to digest here. And there's let's see if I can separate my opinion and what... I've been told from <laughs> uh, multiple people and I've, I've actually spoken to more Chris Morton's and about, um, you know, ranging from, from Mac Jones to uh, the Eagles, you know, what's going on there. Cause he, he Mort has been notoriously plugged in with, with the Eagles. So um, one, I believe the Mac Jones stuff because back dating into like December, um, I was told, look, the league loves this guy. like, there's teams out there that have him as their number one quarterback. Like that's how much people like this Mac Jones guy. And we tweeted it. People laughed. I get it. I did too. I was like, "You serious? This this, this kid who looks like Chad Pennington, like re- reincarnated, like <laughs> from Alabama, who just came in for Tua." And there were people that you know said, "This, is this guy, you're gonna hear, you know, those the same story we hear, like the public." You know, the, the, the league likes this guy a lot more than the public and, and the media leads on. So there's people inside the league for, you know, we hear it every year. There's a guy like, really, they just took, you know, this guy, you know, Daniel Jones, right. A few years ago, um, it happens all the time. So I would buy it for that alone because I was told that Mac Jones, and I was told that do not be surprised if he goes and Trey Lance goes before Justin Fields does, um, So I buy it for that alone, but I also think that the 49ers are in a similar situation to the Jets were in 2018 was they have a few guys right now rated equally and they need to put themselves in the situation to get at least secure one of them. So maybe they don't have a guy picked yet, you know, maybe, and they don't need to, right. You know, so they wanted to at least make sure they beat the Panthers They beat the Broncos beat Washington, whoever the Patriots and put themselves in a situation where now they can sit at three Lawrence and Wilson go one, two, and they can get that next guy, whether it is Lance or Mac Jones or field, they're going to go through this entire process. Uh, I think they're even trying to set up another day for Lance to throw and have another pro day for teams. And I'm sure the Niners would be front and center for that. So maybe they don't have their, their, their pick made yet. Um, but all three of them are in play and they're going to, you know, make their decision or maybe they have a guy that they, you know, hope falls or whatever it was. And um, so I, I don't, I don't ultimately think the trade was made for a specific player. I know we're going to like try and like, you know, read the tea and then put like two and two together, like, Oh, they traded up before the Fields pro day even happened. It's not fields. It has to be one of the guys who they saw. Um, I don't necessarily think that I think they're going to, you know, play, play, let this play out, do their homework and then ultimately pick that third quarterback. So they get the first crack at it. So I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'm leaning one way or the other. Um, but I do buy the Mac Jones stuff because I was told that and I was told, you know, I spoke to Mort about it and he said, there's no way he's falling out of the top eight, eight or nine, you know, Mac Jones. So, um, because I mentioned to him about the Eagles, because, you know, I heard that Sirianni is a fan of Mac Jones. And I said, you know, anyway that the Eagles, you know, would have made a play for Mac Jones at six, or if he falls, you know, would they maybe even trade up again from 12 um, or wh- wherever they're picking? I'm not sure where they're picking now. Um, and he told me, uh, came from above that Jalen Hurts is starting this year, no matter what. So they're going to at least let Hurts do it. No, no real competition, you know, which is why they brought in Flacco, I guess. Um, and they, that they wouldn't be, you know, drafting a quarterback this year. So, you know, it takes them out of any conversation and it tells you, I don't think they tried to trade up to to three and and get Wilson. Um, and then to the 49ers and Jets conversation, if, you know, I read that and I saw, I think it was Schefter and it made me laugh because like, if you don't think the Jets and 49ers talk about, you know, what the Jets were doing, you're crazy. Like, it confirmed that they talked about Darnold. They were very active in Darnold. Um, And, you know, I guess they came to the conclusion that trading up for a guy that they have ranked, they have these guys ranked over Darnold Um, instead of giving up a two or whatever the Jets were asking at the time for Darnold, they figured this was a better move for them long-term. So they talked on Darnold. If you don't think they talked or have a good idea of what the Jets are doing or that they wouldn't move number two, you're crazy. So like, I don't know why, People are like, if they talked to move up to three, you don't think they would have talked to the Jets. They have that good relationship with Douglas, and obviously Salah comes comes from them. So, I mean, it's, it's like really, you really can't can't fathom that these guys are like talking often. So, where where else where else are we? We got the the, the Niners talk. We got uh, the 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 Mort. Conversation. I think that that's pretty much it, right? Is there anything else I left
0: out? Well, there is another thing that Daniel Jeremiah threw in here today where he said that there was thought around the league that the Panthers really like Mac Jones. And in fact, that's why David Mm -hmm. Tepper was at the Senior Bowl, which makes sense because owners don't typically go to the Senior Bowl. So the idea here with the 49ers is if they like Jones, then they would jump above the Carolina Panthers now because you don't want to get into a bidding war trying to get a player with a team that has higher picks than you because odds are you're going to then lose that bidding war, so the Niners struck early. Mm -hmm. Now again, as you said, they may not have any one particular quarterback in mind. It might just be that they're comfortable with all of those guys. In fact, if you recall, when the Jets made that trade in 2018 up to number 3, What actually was going on there was the Jets liked Darnold, Mayfield, and Rosen. They were expecting to get Mayfield, Mm -hmm. and this is all, of course, according to Albert Breer, and then Darnold slid to them. They thought for sure Darnold was going to go number one, and then they figured they would have their choice of Mayfield and Rosen, and from what I understand, it would have been Mayfield over Rosen, but instead Darnold fell, and so they ended up getting Darnold. So that's another interesting piece of the puzzle, but... The Jets don't have to worry about any of this because they're ahead of everybody. And from what I understand and from what you've been told, I believe, the odds of the Jets picking a quarterback are almost 100% at number 2. And the odds of that quarterback being Zach Wilson aren't quite 100%, but they're in the high 90s.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can't have everybody. There hasn't been one legit source or person who came out and said, like, Oh, wait a second. I don't know. Like it just reading the body language of Douglas at the pro day in Sala, it was very relaxed. It was almost just like there was a comfort level hearing what Wilson said afterwards, you know, even in Breer's report where um, John Beck was, you know, already talking about potentially um, hooking Wilson up with Chad Pennington and, and Josh McCown, you know, just to kind of chat about um, smaller, you know, smaller schools, small town guys moving play in, in the big city I think everybody is on the same page I think everybody knows this is what's going to happen um I don't even think there's barring any kind of like last minute it just seems like the Jets are locked in they're not going to move the pick um and the Darnold backing up thing is just or you know the Darnold con- conversation about him staying and like being a competition in camp is just crazy to me it's like a <laughs> like it's almost like a Hollywood movie. These people don't even believe what they're talking about. They just say <laughs> it to, you know, to cause a, you know, a commotion or like what's going on here. Right. Just to talk about it. Like they don't truly believe that's going to happen. Um, but I mean, I think you know, someone asked me on Twitter, actually, and I put it at like 90% because, you know, you can't be a hundred, you know, I don't, I haven't talked to Joe Douglas, <laughs> you know, even though, you know, you hear from people that you've trusted of giving you good information and have told me weeks ago, like, yeah, they Douglas really likes this guy. Um, but I I haven't heard it from Douglas's, you know, mouth, so I can't tell you if I'm hundred percent sure so but you know, for everything that I've heard, everything we've all heard is publicly, there's you know, unless for whatever crazy reason his medical comes back and there's something you know, nobody's expecting, uh, I'm pretty sure it's it'll be Wilson.
0: Last order of business, Nick, Stephen Nelson. Absolute radio silence on this. We talked about this with the Jets. Mm. He wants to come here. The Jets have a need at cornerback. There are other teams, certainly, that need a cornerback, too. Nothing's going on. What's happening here? Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: you know, I, I spoke with him um, during the whole, when he was waiting to hear from the Steelers, um, asking for his release. You know, they, they, He asked for a trade first, didn't really get much buzz, asked for his release. He gave it to him um, and he wants to come to New York. You know, he told me straight up and then he, he even told me to, to have my GM call him. I don't know if he thinks I work for the team or if I know Joe Douglas. I was like, Hey, I don't, I don't know the guy, but I can talk to somebody and I texted the somebody that I know with the Jets. I was like, bro, call this guy, you know, at least have him for a visit. Um, didn't hear back on it. Didn't expect to, obviously. Um, don't really get involved like any in personnel stuff. I have no, no pull there um, but you know you would think like hey it's a it's a it's a fit system fit it's a you know he's not 32 he's not asking for a ton of money um, but I spoke with him yesterday and he said yeah man it's you know we're waiting you know we're just just waiting it out um, I mean I guess I don't think it's close enough to the draft where teams have kind of put even though it seems like it you know put their free agency plans on hold until after the draft you know we still do have a full month but um, he's you know, he said he's being patient. He's waiting it out. Hasn't heard from any team yet, so um, not just the Jets. So still, still quiet. You know, since I spoke with him Sunday, I think it was. So I don't know. You know, holding holding out hope. It <clears throat> seems like a clear fit. Um, so not sure what the uh, holdup on the Jets side would potentially be, or any other team, for example. Like, you know, they. I'm sure there's plenty of teams in the league who could use a solid corner. Also, there's you know, there's a lot of you know, it may not be in play for the Jets because there'll be some, you know, the top corners will probably go beforehand, but there are a lot of corners in this draft that teams like. So, you know, you have still have a guy like Richard Sherman out there who I know the jet fans have been hoping and crossing their fingers for, which, you know, didn't, you know, I was told very, you know, directly that, um, that wasn't going to happen. Um, but you know, there's still solid corners out there in free agency, but, you know, it seems like these teams are focused on getting younger at the position and cheaper. And maybe we see a little bit more movement um, after the draft with these guys. So that could be a, a potential here, too.
0: Going to be an interesting situation to monitor, along with the much bigger picture situations involving all these quarterbacks and the 2021 NFL draft. Nick Spano, co founder at U Stadium, as always, thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. If you want to be up to date with all of the stuff we talked about, as fast as you possibly can, there's only one way to do that, and that is to download the app and turn on the notifications, right?
1: Of course. Same, same story, right? Turn it on, uh, download it, turn on those notifications, and you'll be, uh, you'll be in the loop.
0: Make sure that you download the U-Stadium app if you haven't already. Turn on those notifications. And follow U-Stadium on Twitter, too, at U-Stadium. And make sure you're checking on everything we're doing at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. We've got brand new videos coming out all the time play like a jet live with luke grant and clayton smarslock on wednesdays kayla pace has new videos pace's playbook we've got a few other things up our sleeve that we'll talk about more in the next couple of days plus on the website we've been talking about all of the stuff involving the quarterback situation and so much more Playlikeajet.com and the play like a jet youtube channel and if you haven't given us a five-star review on itunes yet if you could go ahead and do that for us really appreciate it easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you can go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest, the New York Jets podcast, you know where to go. That's PlayLikeAJetDigital and PlayLikeAJet.com.